of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today actually is the first Sunday of the Coptic month, Tuba. And this Sunday comes after the Feast of Nativity. And the focus of all the readings of today are about the acceptance of the Gentiles. As you know, before Christ, the world was divided into Israel and Gentiles. The word Gentiles means non-Israelites. So the world was divided. Either you are Israelite or you are a Gentile. If you are Israelite, means you are from the family of God, you have the temple, you have the promises, you have the prophets, you have the sacrifices, you have the covenant. Basically, you have everything with God. If you are not Israelite, then you are condemned, condemned to death. As St. Paul perfectly explained it in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 12, he said, at that time, before Christ, you were without Christ. What does it mean, you were without Christ? Christ is the Messiah. Christ is the Anointed One. Christ is the one who came to reconcile people with God. But the Gentiles did not have hope that the Messiah would come to them. Israel had the hope that the Messiah will come to save them. But the Gentiles did not have this hope. That's why he told them, you were without Christ. Being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel. You don't have the citizenship of heaven. You are alien. You are not member in the family of God. You are aliens from the commonwealth of Israel. And strangers from the covenant of the promise. God made many covenants with Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. But all the Gentiles were strangers from this covenant. You are strangers from the covenant of promise. Having no hope. No hope. So all the Gentiles in the Old Testament, they had no hope. No hope in salvation. No hope in eternal life. And without God in the world. Without God means without protection. Without power, heavenly power, to protect and to defend you. But with the coming of Christ, Christ came to his own, came to the Jews, came to Israel, but his own did not receive him. So Christ came actually and opened the door to the Gentiles. And now the Gentiles like us, we are Gentiles. Now we are members in the family of God. And 
there are many things actually happened to indicate that the Lord opened the door to the Gentiles. Number one, the star that appeared to the wise men. The wise men were Gentiles. Shepherds were Israelites. But the wise men were Gentiles. So, the fact that God sent them a special announcement, this star, and according to St. John Chrysostom, this star is not just was a regular star. This star was an angel appeared in a form of a star. Because they were astronomers, that is the language they understand. So God spoke them to the language that they understood. So he sent them an angel in a form of a star. And this was the first indication that God will open the door for the Gentiles. And this angel actually accompanied them in their journey to Jerusalem until they met the Lord Jesus Christ. And usually we explain the gifts of the wise men that gold represent his uh, kingship, uh, frank incense represent uh, his priesthood, myrrh represent his suffering. But there is a deeper meaning to these gifts. The fact that the wise men presented these gifts to the Lord Jesus Christ means that the wise men as representatives of the Gentiles accepted Jesus Christ to be their king, to be their high priest, and to be their savior and redeemer. Again, the meaning of these gifts, the wise men represent as representatives of all the Gentiles of the world. They presented these gifts to accept, to declare that they accepted this child to be their king, to be their savior and redeemer, and to be their high priest. And today, actually, all the readings focused on the Gentiles. For example, in uh, in the letter of St. Paul to uh, the Romans, uh, from Romans 15, uh, we heard, receive one another Receive therefore one another, just as Christ also received us to the glory of the Father. Now I say that Jesus Christ has become a servant to the circumcision for the truth of God, to confirm the promises made to the fathers, and that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy, as it is reason, as it is written, for this reason. I will confess to you among the Gentiles and sing to your name. So, St. Paul is saying, God actually received us and accepted us. Why he accepted us? Out of his love, out of his mercy. I might glorify God for his mercy. 
out of his mercy, not because we are worthy, not because we deserve it, but out of his mercy. He accepted the Gentiles and he opened the door to the Gentiles to be in the family of God, to be his children, to have the promise of eternal life. So as Christ accepted us, he said, accept one another. Christ accepted us and thus he glorified God because God the Father made his plan of salvation for everyone. And when we receive one another, when we accept one another, in this way we glorify God. In the Catholic epistle from 1 John chapter 3, St. John was reflecting about what God had done for us with the birth of Christ. He said, Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us that we should be called children of God. We be called children of God. Before Christ, before the incarnation, who are the family of God? Only Israel. But as we read in John chapter 1, he all those who accepted him, he gave them authority to be children of God. Those who born not of blood, not of a will of man, not of a will of flesh, but of God. In the Old Testament, to be in the family of God, you need to be born according to the flesh from Israel. But in the New Testament, New Covenant, after the birth of Christ, when you believe in Jesus Christ as your King, as your High Priest, as your Savior, and you are born again from water and spirit in baptism, then you are in the family of God. You are a children, you are a child of God. Do you know what does this mean? It means you are eligible to inherit the kingdom of God. If you are children, who are heirs. Means now you obtained the heavenly citizenship. You are not alien anymore. You have the heavenly citizenship. And in the Acts of the Apostles, we read about uh, the ministry of Paul and Barnabas among the Gentiles. And when they returned to Jerusalem, they reported all that God had done with them and that he opened the door of faith to the Gentiles. God opened the door of faith to the Gentiles. And Cornelius was a Gentile. God actually sent Peter to baptize him. And we know the order. Now we need first to be baptized and then we receive the Holy Spirit. This order was reversed only one time. People received the Holy Spirit before being baptized. You know when? In Cornelius, in Acts chapter 10. When Peter went to Cornelius, and Cornelius was a Gentile, and, and Peter actually should have not gone there according to the Jewish law. But when God sent to him, so let him see this vision. 
you know, a sheet full of animals. And the Lord told him, kill and eat. So Peter said, no, I never ate something not clean, something common or unclean. God told him, what God had purified, don't call it common or unclean. And this was a symbol. If God purified and accepted the Gentiles, don't call them common or unclean. And based on this vision, Peter went to Cornelius. And there he started to, to speak to them. And to his surprise, the Holy Spirit descended on the Gentiles and started speaking with tongues. And Peter was surprised. And he said, God gave the Holy Spirit to the Gentiles equally like to us, the Jews. Who can prevent water? Who can stop them from being baptized? Then he baptized them. Later on, actually, they gave him hard time because he baptized uh, the Cornelius and his families. But he said, who am I? Can I prevent God? God opens the door to the Gentiles. Can I prevent God? He sent them the Holy Spirit even before being baptized. And the first council, first uh, the council of Jerusalem in uh, in uh, Acts chapter 15 was held because Christians from Jewish background were actually making rules that you need first to be Jewish in order to be saved. You need to keep circumcision. You need to keep the sacrifices. So the first council in Jerusalem was held to discuss this issue and said, no, Gentiles don't have to do this. Gentiles, the Lord opened the door for them. And they now they are in the family of God. They are his children exactly like us. And the psalm of today, the Lord has made known his salvation. He has revealed his righteousness in the sight of the nations. Nations mean Gentiles. He has remembered his mercy to Jacob and his truth to the house of Israel. And the gospel about the flight to Egypt. As I told you, the visit of the wise men was like indication that the Lord will open the door to the Gentiles. Also, the visit to Egypt or the flight to Egypt when the Lord Jesus Christ went to Egypt with his mother and Joseph. This also another indication that the Lord opened the door to the Gentiles to accept the Gentiles in the family of God. That's why the church chose this, this gospel today about the flight to Egypt to say the Lord opened the doors to the Gentiles. And now, in the New Covenant, after the incarnation of the Son of God, what happened to us? St. Paul said in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 13, Now in Christ, in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Jesus. We were aliens, we were strangers, but by the blood of Jesus, now we are actually became close, became one in the body of Christ. St. Paul continues and says, For he himself is our peace, 
who has made both one, who are both the Gentiles and the Jews. Jesus Christ made both the Israel who believed in Christ and Gentiles who believed in Christ. Both of them became one. St. Mark was an Israelite, but he preached Egypt. And we say, you are the children of St. Mark. So now we can see how Israel and the Gentiles become one. And has broken down the middle wall of separation. In the temple, there was a wall to separate the court of the Gentiles from the Jews. And the Gentiles cannot cross. So St. Paul imagines that God destroyed this wall of separation. He reconciled the Gentiles and the Jews together. This wall represents what? Enmity. Enmity between Israel and the Gentiles, having abolished in his flesh the enmity. Then he said, so as to create in himself one new man from the two, thus making peace. So the Lord created in himself, in his body, the two, the Gentiles and the Jews, made them one man. Now, actually, if there is a Christian, regardless of his background, Israelites, Egyptian, American, Ethiopian, anyone from any background, once we take, partake together from the same body, all of us will become one person. Then the Lord, that he might reconcile them both, the Gentiles and the Jews, to God in one body through the cross, thus putting the death to enmity, uh, putting to death the enmity. So God reconciled the Gentiles with the Jews in his body. Then he reconciled both with God the Father. That's the cross, two dimensions. One dimension, reconciliation with God. The other dimension, reconciliation with one another. And he came, Jesus came, and preached peace to you who were afar off and to those who were near. Afar off the Gentiles and those who are near the Jews. For through him, through Jesus, we both, the Gentiles and the Jews, have access by one spirit to the Father. So what was the conclusion? The conclusion, now therefore, you are the Gentiles like us, no longer strangers, who are not aliens anymore, who are members in the family of God. You are no longer foreigners, who are not foreigners from the covenant, who are not foreigners from the promises, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. Now we have this citizenship, heavenly citizens, who are fellow citizens together, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief corner stone. So, the message of today, that God opened the door to the Gentiles. That's why we should glorify him. We should give thanks to him. This is one of the blessings of the incarnation, that we who were rejected, who were aliens, who were foreigners, now we became in the family of God. We became citizens. We became in the body of Christ. But why God 
what is the application for me? How can I benefit from this in my life? Besides our gratefulness and thanksgiving and glorification to God because he accepted us and opened the door of the Gentiles. But as St. Paul said in the Pauline letter of today, why God did so? Out of his mercy, out of his love, not because of our worthiness. Now it's our turn to receive one another. Sometimes we evaluate others based on their worthiness. Should I receive them or not? Should I accept them or not? God didn't do this with us. God accepted us while unworthy, based on his love, based on his mercy. Are we willing to do the same, to receive one another, not based on their worthiness, not based on their righteousness, but as Christ accepted us and glorified God the Father, we need to receive one another for the glory, to, to the glory of God the Father. That's actually how we live the incarnation. He is our peace. He made the two into one. Living this peace with one another, living in reconciliation with one another, living in love with one another, putting away hatred, grudges, enmity. We need to abolish all of this, to destroy all of this, and live in peace, and live in love with one another. That is the feast of incarnation. So. Let us glorify God, who opens the door to all of us. Let us sing with the angels, say, Glory to God in the highest, peace on earth, goodwill toward men, glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.